But then he always did. Even it was a single sweet pastry left over from the day, or one slice of black ham. By means of such little luxuries, they felt richer than they'd ever been before the war, even though, by any accepted standards, they were far poorer. By the time Florian got home to their third-floor apartment on Marx-Josefstrasse, closing the reassuringly solid oak door behind her, it would be just half an hour or so before Wilhelm returned. She may as well have waited in the café so they could have gone home together. But Wilhelm never liked her doing this, since she always got involved in the clearing up. Florian enjoyed helping, but Wilhelm had always insisted that his own wife should never be an employee, no matter how casual. Florian went into the dining room and placed her gleanings of the day on the table, laying them out like a little trove. She spent a while arranging them as though she was an artist preparing a still life. The tin of coffee formed the centerpiece. The silk stockings, still folded, shimmered beside it. A packet of eggs, a handful of black cherries, a block of butter. Everything was so perfect, beautiful, promising. She really wished she was an artist. There was a knock at the door. A quiet, rather tentative knock, like the one a nervous child expecting to be told off might give. Was Wilhelm back so early? Had he forgotten his key? It had happened once or twice before, so Florian went straight to the door and opened it. There was a man standing outside, tall but desperately thin. He had vague, hollow eyes, and his cheeks were sucked in. He was wearing a nearly new, unbuttoned greatcoat over filthy, tattered clothing. He was the sort of man you saw frequently a few years ago, wandering hopelessly in the city, sometimes being led by the arm of a stern-looking woman, or sometimes by children. The returning soldiers, starved and stunned, sometimes from years in captivity, struggling to recognize the world they had returned to. They were turning up even now, all these years after the war, mostly from Soviet slave camps. The Russians had hung on to their prisoners with a grim, sulky determination after the war. She presumed this man was one such, and had forgotten where he lived. She wondered if she could give him something, perhaps a piece of cake, before sending him on his way. Florian, came the surprisingly deep, though trembling voice. It was not a voice she recognized, any more than the face it came from, though the shock of hearing her own name spoken and of seeing the smile forming on that same mouth, revealing grey, broken teeth, made her cling to the door a little tighter. The smile hung on the face like a little pinned memo, expecting the same in return. When it didn't come, the smile quickly left the face, and a look of hardened disappointment replaced it. The head cocked itself. The chin turned up a little, bathing the face in light from Florian's hallway, which allowed Florian to notice the man's eyes for the first time.
little distant pearls. What's wrong, Florian? Don't you recognise your own husband? It was a foolish reaction, but without thinking, Florian slammed the heavy door shut with such force that the dinner gong, which had sat unused on the hall table for fifteen years, found its voice and chimed smugly. The man on the landing had been slow to react, but now he was knocking sharply on the door. Don't be idiotic, woman. It's me, Wilhelm. Let me in, why don't you? Florian leant with her back against the door. Her breath was short, her heart unsteady. She could see down the long, tiled hallway and in through the open dining room door her still life on the table and suddenly felt protective of it. The man...